0: they believed once reigned over all other islands in that region. In the centuries following, Atlantis was largely seen as an archetype and fable, and nobody really gave much thought to its historical existence or whereabouts. When Atlantis did pop up in writing, it was more used often in the context of a literary device and nothing more. Even well before the Age of Exploration, starting in the 1400s, sailors had passed through the Strait of Gibraltar onto the coast of Africa plenty of times and never encountered these impenetrable sandbars and rocky outcroppings supposedly left in the wake of Atlantis's demise. While the Spanish did occasionally toss around theories concerning fabled locations, such as the Fountain of Youth, for instance, Atlantis was, by and large, considered just a legend, which you'd think would have been the end of it. Then, towards the end of the 1800s, a Republican congressman from Minnesota, named Ignatius Loyola Donnelly, put forward the idea that Atlantis was a major influence on civilization. Like Solon, Donnelly was a founder of a political movement, this one being populism. Donnelly also dabbled in history, though, as we'll soon find out, his methods were a bit misguided. In 1878, he left politics behind and returned to his law practice as well as writing. And in 1882, he published The Antediluvian World, a book that rebooted the Atlantis myth for modern audiences and presented, for the first time since Plato, Atlantis as a historical empire. In this book, Donnelly presents 13 hypotheses, which are, there once existed in the Atlantic Ocean opposite the Mediterranean Sea, a large island, which was the remnant of an Atlantic continent and known to the ancients as Atlantis. That the description of this island given by Plato is not fable, as has long been supposed, but veritable history. That Atlantis was the region where man first rose from a state of barbarism to civilization. That it became, in the course of ages, a populous and mighty nation, from whose immigrants the shores of the Gulf of Mexico, the Mississippi River, the Amazon River, the Pacific Coast of South America, the Mediterranean, the west coast of Europe and Africa, the Baltic, the Black Sea, and the Caspian were populated by civilized nations. That it was the true antediluvian world, the Garden of Eden, the Garden of the Hesperids, the Elysian Fields, the Garden of Alcinous, the Mesamphalos, the Olympus, the Asgard of the traditions of the ancient nations, that it presented a universal memory of a great land where early mankind dwelt for ages in peace and happiness, that the gods and goddesses of the ancient Greeks, the Phoenicians, the Hindus, and the Scandinavians were simply the kings, queens, and heroes of Atlantis, and the acts attributed to them in mythology are a confused recollection of real historical events. That the mythology of Egypt and Peru represented the original religion of Atlantis, which was sun worship. That the oldest colony formed by Atlantis was probably Egypt, whose civilization was a reproduction of that Atlantic island. That the implements of the Bronze Age of Europe were derived from Atlantis. The Atlanteans were also the first manufacturers of iron. That the Phoenician alphabet, parent of all the European alphabets, was derived from an Atlantis alphabet which was also conveyed by them from Atlantis to the Mayans of Central America. That Atlantis was the original seat of the Aryan or Indo-European family of nations, as well as of the Semitic peoples